This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Welcome to another episode of the EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're discussing how to keep students engaged during remote learning. Here to discuss these strategies for hands-on learning in a distance teaching environment is Micah Copeland, principal at North Carolina Cyber Academy. Micah, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. To start us off, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to teaching. So it was always a passion of mine to um, to teach. It was, it was something I, I have to say I didn't walk straight into. I was a swim coach and then... People saw me working with the kids and said, you should be, you should teach. And I pursued that and found that I loved it. I loved the daily interactions with students, the relationships that you build, the, um, the impact that I got to have. And then from there, really got excited about being able to expand that impact into the, um, as a principal, as a school leader. So being able to stretch that out and um, jump on in with the kids and see how we can impact and change our whole school and make positive changes there. I loved, um, always loved using technology and getting resources and keeping kids excited about the learning process. And so that was something I did as a teacher, wrote grants and got into that. And then as I found um, North Carolina Cyber Academy, um, it really kind of just struck home as a way to really engage kids and, and really um, find unique, um, a, a different approach to um, making sure that all students can be successful. And so been here for two years now and really have enjoyed it. And, um, you know, this past year has been different for everybody, but it also is something that is, um, you know, we got to share some of our experiences with others and um, how we've been doing it for a number of years, the virtual learning environment. Right. Well, uh, so, I mean, yes, I, I, I understand your school has been uh, delivering virtual learning uh, for, for years now. Um, and you make mention of this year. This, of course, has been a, a you know, crazy uh, school year. And in previous episodes of the EdTech Podcast, I mean, we've been talking to teachers and administrators about the immense challenge of engaging students in these remote learning environments. So uh, first, tell us about North Carolina Cyber Academy, like what uh, what grades uh, it includes, and then just how students and teachers have been affected by the pandemic there. Well, we are a K-12 charter school. So we have about 2,500 students that are currently enrolled at North Carolina Cyber Academy, and we serve the entire state of North Carolina. And this is our sixth year in operation. And um, we really, you know, just it's open to all students in North Carolina. And, and we love um, the, the range of students. We, we really have students in every county. And so it is exciting to see um, 
where they all come from. When we talk about things like the weather, it gets exciting too, because, you know, it can be, we run from the mountains to the coast in North Carolina. So sometimes we've been, I've been on calls with students and classes with students. And, you know, one student says out their window, it's snowing. And another student says, well, it's hot outside kind of thing. So it's, it's we get to see that range um, of things and, and share those experiences and really build a community around learning. And so our teachers do a wonderful job of that um, at the, you know, at all levels, but I know, especially, you know, I work with the elementary level. So, you know, we, we jump on in there and really work to try to get to know our kids, you know, and, and that's, um, that is important for us is, is relationships. And, and just like in the, the classroom, relationships are critical and, and here in our virtual classrooms, uh, relationships are critical. So our students, um, we have an online curriculum that is set up for them, and they meet with their teachers for, we have whole group sessions that um, meet for an hour at least every day, and then also small group targeted instruction that the teachers schedule with students um, as needed for en enrichment and also for additional support. So it's both synchronous and asynchronous learning then? Yeah, it it is a blend, and and by design, it's been a blend. We we've prior to everybody's mass transition to online learning, this was something that that we were established by design and to to provide an option for families and for students, and and so our design allows us to have the the synchronous time where students work in classrooms, um, their Google Classroom together, their Google Meets, and they work together and interact together there and also we record those sessions so that if they're unable to meet it for be a part of that for whatever reason they can watch the recording and still participate with the class it's not as interactive to watch the recording but it is also uh, still allows the student to have that um, experience that learning experience with the with the teacher and to hear the ideas of, of other students you know we find you know learning is a community event and we can use technology to be able to facilitate that still. I like that that statement that learning is a community event. I, I want to understand a little bit more about North Carolina Cyber Academy. Is there a type of student that uh, that the Cyber Academy gears itself towards or that you know, I'm sure you've got a variety of students, but who does the program work best for? We, we actually, we talk about that a lot in our um, executive leadership team meetings is, you know, who are our students? And I think I repeat constantly, I have, you know, right around 600 students in the elementary school and each one of them is here for a unique reason. So we have about 600 different reasons that they are here. We've historically served students for a multitude of reasons, you know, for, um, from just really wanting to have more structure uh, from a homeschool environment to also really finding that they just learn differently than their traditional school that they would be assigned to uh, is providing instruction to also students with um, medical needs and who are, are engaged, you know, working in, in and out of hospitals or who have fragile medical conditions or who have family members with medical conditions. So, you know, it really can be a range. And I think each one of our students has a unique um, reason why they are here. And um, they all find, you know, what we find is as students engage and continue and really become active with us, we're able to personalize that learning so that they can be extremely successful. Yeah. 
Well, so uh, coming back to what we were talking about, the fact that you know your school has been delivering virtual learning long before uh, COVID and, and this kind of mass adoption of, of remote learning. So the challenges that new to remote learning environments uh, have faced are, you know, being able to deliver a hands-on learning instruction uh, in this distance learning environment. So let's talk about some of the tools that you use. So how does your school use these tools, technology, education technology tools to motivate and engage students? So it, even even though we've been doing it for we've been engaged in this for a number of years, it is still a process, um, and it still takes a lot of work. And and the 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 best tool that we have is our teachers, and 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 I think that that is something that we um, capitalize on. We depend upon them, and 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 that it it really is important because teachers talking with families and making and establishing those relationships with families is critical and it it really allows us to that's where we can have we have to have that impact because we that's how you encourage the 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 family member the learning coach to make sure the student is logging in to make sure the computer's charged to make sure that they are putting forth their best effort on that minute by minute moment by moment basis so it really is establishing those relationships with the learning coaches and and as the students get older the students themselves because you know older students do have that internal motivation younger students have internal motivation but it's a lot different for a kindergartner to notice it's you know 10 o'clock in time to sign in and to get their computer and to go to it but it is you know our fifth graders and our middle and high school students you know they have a lot of that motivation to to know hey this is the routine that we are on um and this is where we need to to this is what we need to do. So I think that is um, a big piece. The other, the other piece really, as I talk about routines, is is having a routine for learning each and every day. And we emphasize that. We know our our model provides flexibility for families, but it also is um, how do we have a learning routine so that way it's predictable. Because if you if it's always tomorrow. You'll never get there, kind of thing. But it really is, you know, how do we how do we keep having okay every day at ten o'clock for us is when our whole group times are, and that's just something that we've established as a routine. Learning over the years that 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 helps everybody know. There's no doubt of where you're supposed to be on Tuesday or Wednesday. It's every day at ten, and that you know, and there are expectations we have before that with small group times that are individually scheduled. But um, but it really is establishing that learning routine is critical for our kids. And that helps with the tools that we use, too, because then it's uh, we go through the, the level of supporting our families and, and work with them to try to say, OK, every day, this is what you should do first. You know, check your messages, check, you know, log into our learning management system, Edgenuity, check what's there and start on your assignments, you know, start to see, make your plan for the day. Each day should have a typical routine. If you want to start with math first, that's great, but have that routine to your day. And then from there, um, keep going. So we use, you know, that, that is something that, that we found has really helped with engagement and, and with um, student success and learning. And, and it helps with, um, 
with all the tools that we use with iStation, you know, it, it is that weekly routine that our teachers have instilled in students and families to get in and routinely log in and engage in the learning process. And as students develop that routine, it just becomes what we do. And, and that is where we see students becoming, um, achieving great success is they are active in that routine. They're active in that learning process. They can celebrate and um, share their learning. We can celebrate and share that with them. And it, it keeps it a lot of fun. So Edgenuity, iStation, Google Classrooms, Google Chat, or Google Meets, uh, these are all of, uh, you know, these technology tools that enable remote learning. But I love what you say that, you know, the most important tool is the teacher. It's, you know, being able to uh, to bring the in instruction to life, uh, to be able to, you know, inspire the student to want to engage and use all of these tools and, and that great technology is no substitute for great teaching and instruction, right? Oh, it, it's not. And, and, and the teacher is, I mean, they are the driving force of everything. And I feel like a, a virtual teacher, what, where we see great success is they are able to have the conversations with the learning coaches and the families about explaining the, you know, why this is important. You know what? You know, and and sometimes, you know, we we do remind ourselves that we do have to explain to families, you know, why learning is why this is a priority, why your decisions with them in with your child in the third grade really are critical, and and those routines really are critical. We know, and really empathize. And and the biggest challenge this past year has been with just the disruptions in the home routines, you know? And so it's still, it's like, we know your, you know, your world is upside down. Um, even for our teachers and, and me personally, you know, our world is upside down. Our kids are at home too. You know, there's different family members in some of our houses that are working from home um, now more than ever. And, and so that is, you know, those have taken adjustments, but we say, okay, hey, still let's look at that routine. Let's look and get back to it. And, and the, the teacher really helps to make that the learning relevant for, for students, you know, and, and they make that, they build those relationships and they really, um, you know, they have the challenge, but it's also a joy of being themselves and through a camera, you know, in, in a Google Meet classroom of being able to, to have your personality shine through um, with that, it, it does take um, talent, but it also, you know, you, we just remind them they got to be themselves, you know, and, and, and the kids will um, will appreciate that and will enjoy that. And, and you can leverage that. So we even I mean, thinking about routines, we have routines for each teacher is just the, the expectation of your class needs to follow a predictable pattern. And, and we feel like what is so critical about that for our students is there are so many things that have been um, disrupted and, and not the same routines as in years past or in other times for them at home and in their community. And so by having each instructional class period, like this is what this class is like. You know, I know when I'm in Miss Wilkie's class, it's going to be this way. When I'm in Mr. Harris's class, it's going to follow this pattern. And that really is important for our students to see because that gives them that, you know, we know it in, in, we've known this for years in just all forms of teaching, but I think especially now 
and especially that confidence of teach of students seeing the teacher is comfortable and having a great time with what they're doing and that that again regardless of the setting is or the tool that you're using is um, is so critical because then they relax and and enjoy the the learning process yeah well you know from uh from that you know really there's there's three big uh takeaways or strategies there uh one about instilling routines for both students and and teachers uh which reminded me when you were saying it that you know in terms of you know okay first you need to you know check your messages and do this that's something that a lot of schools didn't do they didn't teach students how to learn remotely you know and so it was up to the parents to be able to navigate getting online and getting on to the various you know whether it's ingenuity or go garden or any of these things uh you know to be able to have their student you know log in for the classroom uh, the students didn't really learn how to learn remotely uh, effectively. I mean, that that was a, a brand new concept for uh, for a lot of us uh, at the beginning of a full year now since last March. So uh, that's that's a great takeaway. And then uh, the third thing from what you're saying is about authenticity for your teachers. Um, I know as a as a parent of a of a 12 year old who's doing remote learning still. Classes that he gets the most from are the teachers that insert themselves into the conversation. So, you know, the most eloquent, well-researched lecture about, uh, you know, the Civil War or, you know, whatever the, the topic at hand is, it's not as effective unless you have some insertion of yourself in there, some, you know, some way to be able to show your your own personality and uh, I love that that you encourage your your teachers to do that because I think that's what the the students come away with. I know I always hear you know oh well, I was talking to um, you know we were in in uh, you know Mr. Edgar's class and he was telling us about you know the time that he went to visit the Alamo when he was a kid and 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 he you know talked about the you know Texas history and all of those things you know because. We're, we're coming to you from Texas in this in this case. But, you know, being able to insert yourself in there, I think, is a great tip for for teachers. It keeps it fun, I feel like, for the for the teacher. I know that that was something, you know, thinking back to um, my time as a teacher, that was something that. Um, yeah, it does. I guess I've always felt is a is a priority. We have to have fun with what we do. And and as we have fun as teachers, because it's such hard work, we have to find that joy. We have to find that joy in seeing students, um, the productive struggle, and also in in building and weaving our passions into our work and, and sharing that with the students. And, and they see, you know, I can still remember teachers of mine that, you know, the topic might not have been the topic I was most interested in at that time, but... I still remember it because they made it, it was of great interest to them and they made it relevant to me. And so, you know, I, th I think that that is something, you know, as we look at, you know, the remote learning is, is really still, it doesn't have to always be um, super flashy either. As much as, as I feel like teachers need to have, and it's important to have tools to be able to support their learning, to support their students and support their creativity. Um, we have teachers who can, you know, make a like 
12 by, you know, 14 whiteboard, just come to life and hold it up to the screen and figure out how to flip it. You know, for a while it was it's showing up backwards. And so how do we switch that around, you know, so that you can see it and like, I'm going to this mode now for you all. And, and the students see that. And that was just playing to their strengths as a teacher and also to the kids. And it also keeps it our students see different teachers throughout their week. And so with our structure is, you know, we have teachers who are able to dedicate themselves to math and to language arts and to science and social studies. And so with that, they're able to also kind of bring that passion alive a little more. And, and that also just weaves in with the curriculum that we have too. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I have fun too watching and being a part of classes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As we start to wrap up, I do um, something I, I, I read about yours is that you've said that, you know, leaders should focus on teaching teachers how to use data. Um, I guess explain that and why is that so important and I guess integral to the success at, uh, at the academy? One of the things I feel like is important with teachers using data is, is really that allows us to further personalize and, and adapt our instruction to students. And, and that is something that is really exciting about the technology tools that we have that are available to us. And like, you know, from, you know, iStation to the MyPath and, and Edgenuity is really taking that and personalizing it for our students. And in order to be able to do that, you have to know your students through conversations, through meetings, through interactions, but also through um, seeing what they need next. And and digging into the data is where you can start to predict that. And, and it is important for our teachers and for all of us to keep doing that. That allows us to make sure we're stretching students when we need to stretch them and also where we need to um, go back and review something and, and review it on the sense of like, hey, this is the whole class. I might have, um, back to, you know, I might have thought in, in my instruction that that I was clear, but I got off on the, the tangent of what was interesting to me and we didn't get back to the content. So, you know, let's, let's, um, let's make sure we solidify that. And we find that through data. We find that through looking at um, and reflecting upon the data and not being afraid of it and not being afraid to ask questions and explore the, the questions, explore the why, and then, you know, and not always having the answer that comes away right then, but to see, okay, what can we do? Let's try this. And that really, I feel like helps our, um, all of us be more problem solving focused and be more focused on growing each individual student from where they come to us right now to where we want them to get to, or where's a, where's an attainable goal for um for this child to get to and so that that keeps it that also keeps it fun because sometimes you know when we're working with engagement we're working on you know the the just the vast numbers of needs of our students and working through you know even hearing about some of the personal challenges that they have in their their lives and, and also their successes but it also helps us really come back through and say okay i this is where they started with us and we've targeted our support and we've targeted our instruction and feedback and this is where they've they've grown to and again that gets to the service part of teaching and then as they as our teachers find that joy in what they do then they it uh, uh, it just continues to build upon itself and um, 
There was a synergy to it there. Yeah, it, it does. It, it just continues to grow and and build upon itself, definitely. And, and you see that. You see the enthusiasm in the teacher's eyes. You see it in the student's eyes. Even if, you know, it's it's on a screen, you can tell that that, that spark is there. And that's going to be very rewarding uh, as, as a principal to see that flourishing from both your students and your teachers. Oh, yes. It is a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate all of your insight today. Micah Copeland, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share. And that does it for this episode of the EdTech Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.